0: self-serving, persuasive talkers of
1: everything and
0: nothing. We We are are Conversation Conversation Con Artists. artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And as you know, Red is not with us today at the Conversation Con Artists podcast. She has surgery, so wish her well. Send her some wishes with a listener letter if you want to. Uh, But... I have some guests with me. I have Sid, the twin kid, and Colin. Uh, Sid, what's going on? Tell the people about yourself and what you got going on.
1: Hey, y'all. I am from the podcast Let's Not Go There. We talk about relationships and sex in a very childish, dirty manner, but it's entertaining. And, you know, we. I'm glad that I get to come and talk with Eddie and be an adult and not talk about things in a very childish manner today.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's give, a t- give and take. It's give like, or take. like, give like a roller coaster. It's like adult <laughs> childish, adult childish, you know, it,
1: in and out. I'm, I'm a child all the time. Gemini is not know <laughs> for me a child. I'm a child all the time, pretty much.
0: Okay. And we got Colin. At this point, you know, we might as well just call you a contributor, like uh, CNN, just be having contributors. Just like don't be on that Jeffrey. Yeah, don't be on that Jeffrey tubing now. <laughs> now, <Nah>, we, <laughs> nah, we can't be on nah, the No tubing allowed. There's no
2: no tubing on the Zoom call.
0: But, we uh, might as well just call when you when you masturbate on cam. You just tubing out here. Oh Lord <laughs> Colin, Jesus. Colin, Colin, the the meat positivity correspondent. That's the, there we go. There so, we go. I like that. Wow. So,
2: Sid, I don't think Sid is probably familiar. Well, you should be familiar with yeah, me. Yeah, i,
1: know oh, right, I just, You know what? It just clicked in. Like, it just clicked in. Like, oh, that's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, look, this is going to be a wild ride, y'all. What we doing is a whole combination of different type of letters, relationship letters, am I the asshole letters, and Colin got us on something new, which yeah. we'll let him talk about when he, when he get into it. So let's just dive in. Well, first off, let me say you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M I S T E R underscore on point. Where can y'all be found if they want to get at you? You
1: can follow the podcast at Let's Not Go There podcast on Instagram, as well as follow me and my co host. His name is FM Live, and mine is Sid the Twin Kid, exactly as it sounds on Twitter.
0: S Y D. S Y D, not
1: S I. It's S Y. I'm a woman. Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah, you can
2: find you can find me. Although it won't be, I'm not. You know, my posts are not all about meat positivity all the time. But uh, <laughs> Twitter and Instagram, C A Smith 07. So pretty simple. A um, lot of nerdy stuff. Maybe a little politics every once in a while. So, but that's that's about it. So we can we can get into it if you're ready. Let's get it. I'm ready. I'm ready for this one.
0: Oh, go! <laughs> he's, he's
2: ready. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, and so this is good too, because the first time I'm we're doing like a, a, a triple show and then we have another another podcast host here in Sydney who um, does like you said a lot of uh sex and relationship talk on your podcast. So I think yes. this is perfect.
1: This is perfect. This is like this is right up my alley. <laughs>
2: yeah, this one is perfect. So this is a new a new subreddit. We were talking about it, a little pre-show. Uh well not a new subreddit, but new to the podcast. Dead bedrooms. So the 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 description is a support group for Redditors who are coping with a relationship that is seriously lacking in sexual intimacy. Advice is always appreciated. Just don't be surprised if we've heard it all. So and so every once in a while I used to read these, you know, I'd be hanging out, you know, you get bored on a weekend or something like that. And look, and honestly, some of my inspiration for looking at this is before I was in my current relationship, I had a couple of a series of bad relationships and then also was single for a really long time, too. And, you know, you wonder, like, man, I'm in one of these dry spells. I ain't got no, you know, nothing in like 422 days or whatever it is. <laughs> but I wonder how bad it is elsewhere. Right. Like it was really bad when you find out people are living with somebody like a wife, spouse, you know, uh, husband, wife, spouse, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever you want to call it. And they and they still aren't like yeah, you don't feel that bad being alone, sitting in my apartment like, oh, well, it's you know. We good then, you know, I'd, I'd rather just be, if I'm not getting it, I'd rather be alone and not get it than be with somebody that you're supposed to be in love with and you're still not getting it. So I <laughs> um, wanted to find one that I think is a good jumping off point to talk about. Um, the title of this is the phases of a dead bedroom from an HL point of view. So HL on this subreddit is high libido. And then when they talk about other folks. On the other side of that spectrum, it's LL for low libido, so that's how they talk about like the dead bedroom. So a lot of it is like a lot of high libido people complaining that their low libido partner doesn't want to do anything with them anymore. So here's their list.
1: This is for me.
2: Yeah, this. So this, this this is some you know not as funny as some of them, but okay. So number one, rejection and confusion. Hmm, this doesn't feel right. Number two, why doesn't my partner want me? Is it me questioning my desirability? Is something wrong with my low libido partner? Three, bargaining or contorting, negotiating, and earning. Maybe if I'm sexier or better or do more tasks. Number 4 deinvesting in the relationship. So that's probably when they, this is when they start to turn and they probably find this, uh, as soon as they de-invest they de- and they go online and start talking about it. Number five, giving up, taking sex off the table, pulling away from the relationship for self-protection. Number six, realization, but wait, this isn't sustainable. And while it might not hurt as much because I'm not getting rejected, My needs are still not getting met. Number seven, resentment. Partner doesn't care that I'm starving. Mourning loss of connection and intimacy. Obsessing on your unmet needs, sleep loss, anxiety, etc. Number eight, ultimatum or breakup. Number nine, hysterical bonding. A lot of talk that they will try. Number ten, glimmer of hope. Number eleven, return to normal. And then repeat eight through eleven until you can't ride the roller coaster anymore and you realize you deserve better. Even though you do love this person, you love yourself more. And then 12, the final breakup, and this step may be delayed due to COVID. So uh, they got some like a, there's an edit and there's a further thought, um, but they, they're kind of, we don't, don't want to get into that. It's kind of, it's not good material. So try to get some thoughts since we got, we got an expert
1: on here now. <laughs> so. um, I guess i would be considered an HL. Believe it or not, there are women out there that are HL people. I don't know why men think that they're myths. And the problem that I have is because I am a woman and I am an HL, it feels like men feel like um, like it's okay to say no more. I don't know what that is. And so I've gone through all those steps before where I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna take it away. They don't want it, I'm gonna take it away. I'm gonna try to get over it. And Then they're like, oh no, they we get into a good groove for a short amount of time. And then it's back because I date a lot of men who have very busy lifestyles. They're very career driven men. So because of that, you know, my bedroom life is very sad in general, no matter whether I'm in a relationship or not, because stress takes on. Sometimes they're just not available. I've dated someone and we've been in a relationship and they were literally working to the point that they fell asleep. Like the laptop was in the bed with us, like they worked the entire time and Although I respect the hustle, if through well, my sexual hustle, if if that if I can say that, and it's it's real, it's real, and COVID makes it worse, to be honest, because then you're both working from home. If you got if you're if you're living together and you see the person all the time, and if you're a sexual person and you see your partner and you're very much so attracted to them, you're seeing them walk around you all damn day, and you don't get any all day, and the next day,
0: in the yeah. next. day. You said something on uh you, ha- you said something on the last episode of your podcast regarding uh having a high libido and how men treat you like they treat you a certain way. They think they can treat you a certain way just because yeah. you have a high libido but you replace them quick or something like that.
1: Yes, um being a sexual person does not mean I'm necessarily an easy person. I mostly indulge in my relationships. I don't like just d- date someone on a first date and be like, "Ooh, It's time to get it in It's that comes with an emotional connection. So once like I'm emotionally connected to you, I want to have sex with you all the time, every day, sometimes multiple times a day. If that's my you know, and that's it doesn't go away. See, that's the thing. People think it's like a honeymoon phase. Like for me, the honey, it continues like it does not end. And because of that, um, I have to be careful with that. Because you could be emotionally connected to someone and you're not in a relationship with them and you become a super sexual person with them. And then they start to think of you as being, as if you're a woman, they start to think of you as being like some kind of whore. Like, oh, she just do this with everybody. She's a whore. And I'm like, I'm not a whore. I I just like to have sex with you in particular. (laughs) So that makes it difficult as a woman with a high libido to be able to have successful relationships and to have people that can take those things seriously because people can't differentiate
0: emotion and sex. I think men like at this point in our society like especially men who are not like seeking to be allies to women and things like that and understanding what a free woman looks like I think it's really hard to embrace a woman that's embraced her sexual freedom you know and so it's like oh she's sexually free she's for everybody you know like that kind of mentality that come along with you know not understanding what choice look like for somebody, because that mentality is based on we choosing, you know, not the woman choosing. Oh, man. My first relationship that I mentioned several times was with a girl that was a nympho, I will say. That's just how I'm going to put it. It was wild. I mean, (laughs) we had sex two or three times a day for a long time. And I was like... So, I think my libido is, is relatively high. You know? Like, I'm never... I would never turn down sex. I never turn down sex from my partner. You know? Um, And so, it's like, I had a high so libido. And she had an ultra-high libido. And, like, after that... Now, I never turned down sex with my partner, so I had all the sex that was to be had in that situation, but... After I got out, I was like, I think I had enough sex for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> I was out for three years, y'all, legit.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Most guys think that they want a high. I think when men have a get into relationship with a woman who's constantly saying no, because there are women, there are women all over the spectrum: low libido, medium libido, high libido. And when if you're in a relationship with a woman that is a low libido woman, um. A lot of times men think like, oh, I want to have sex all the time because like there's like this build-up pressure and then they get with someone that has a high libido and then they realize, oh, this is too much. I'm actually not. I, I really don't want to have sex as much as I think I do.
0: Yeah. You know, see, women can literally have sex all day. Men have that refractory period. Like we literally our yeah. bodies has got to build back up yeah. our genetic purpose for having sex, which is, you know, breeding, you know, so. That refractory period be like, oh, you done released all your egg ed- your semen. You gotta gotta refresh and it takes time for that, you know? So doing that so much so frequently it get gets crazy. So- I wanna propose you guys
1: a question though. I've said this on the podcast, um I mean, if Eddie, if I'm sure if you've heard me say this before, a lot of women don't know how to orgasm and I don't think men I don't think because women know how to orgasm, because our bodies are so much more complex than women than men are, men women don't teach men how to make them orgasm. So a lot of times sex starts to feel like a chore. It does not feel like something that you want to do. It becomes, cause having something go in and out of you and then you only have so much amount of lubrication and you're not really turned on because you can't orgasm, is totally different from having sex with somebody who understands and knows how to have an orgasm. And I find that a lot of women, I, I know a lot of women, I'm a stylist, so I know a lot of women and People get very comfortable and tell me about a lot of things in their life. And a lot of women are out here married for years, having long term relationships and not having an orgasm. So some of these women may not even have a low libido. They just may not know how to orgasm. And because of that, sex is not enjoyable.
2: Yeah. So th- this is a the reason why this one this one's pretty interesting is because and I I kind of kept this little hit the hit the ball on this one a little bit. My last long-term relationship actually basically turned into almost the equivalent of a dead bedroom, um, and some of those things on that list are, are are accurate, right? Like I remember getting to the point where, you know, she had she had become really into like a lot of the the like the fit culture type of stuff. And it wasn't like she was rolling around with like six pack abs or anything like that. But she was very much into started getting into like, you know, she didn't eat certain food anymore. And like, you know, she was only drinking certain kind of alcohol because of the calorie count or because it was only on the keto thing or whatever it was. And so I remember at one point. It was um. Tell a little bit of a personal story on this one. So I remember at one point, like I got, we were supposed to go down to New Orleans together for New Year's. This was back when I was in in New York. Uh, Mister On Point will remember back when I was living out that way.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, she ended up booking the her airfare and and everything without me. We were supposed to meet up and talk about it and figure out when we could coordinate the flights so we could get there at the same time and everything. And she had one of her girlfriends that she knew was from there. She just booked it, and then I was asking her, like, "Hey, did you, you know, are we gonna sit down and talk about this?" She's like, "Oh, I already, I already booked the trip," and so it was kind of like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, what? When's the, like, when, when, when's the stuff so I can go ahead and get my, my airfare?" Like, blah, blah. It was like, "Oh, well, like, you know, it's kind of, kind of only now it's, it's only gonna be a girls' trip." So this was like two, three weeks left before New Year's, uh-huh. and we had already had a, an issue. Now probably probably for about a year or two where the 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 sex was few and far between um and so i remember this new year's day i went i went back up to the city from my parents place down in virginia um on new year's eve in the morning spent new year's eve just kind of hanging out doing doing what i normally do now playing video games you know playing on the playstation and xbox at night and then the next day i met up with a friend who had been to a party before and we went out to brunch and stuff like that on New Year's Day because they had some specials and stuff at one of my favorite restaurants. And I got, like, really, really drunk. Like, really, really, really drunk, like, throughout the day. And part of that was just because it was – it's New York, and it's, everything's walking. I don't You don't drive, so you can drink, you know, and, and just walk yeah. home. But part of it was because, like, you know, I was actually hurting from that. You know what I mean? And we were supposed to be having a partnership, and it didn't feel like it. – it felt like things were kind of diverging apart. So I didn't like how I felt, though, because I was like – Drunk. Basically, I was drunk until I like I didn't even get a start The hangover didn't start until like 3 p.m. The next day. And so <laughs> I was like, I, this is unsustainable. So I, I the net. So I waited until the, the following day when I actually felt like somewhat normal. And I went to we got we had like a corporate discount on a gym, like a local gym in New York. I went, signed up and immediately started classes in uh, boxing again, which is one of the things that I used to do in college. Uh, and just generally, just working out. Part of that was I'm tired of being, you know, just like feeling like sluggish and everything. The other part, though, was maybe because she's been doing this fitness thing for a while. Maybe she doesn't find me attractive anymore. So if I get myself in better shape, maybe she'll be wanting to get the pipe again, right? So trying to be, even even though I've always been a meat positive person, you know what I mean? Like I don't have any issues with my own meat, but. <laughs> but like she I apparently had an issue with the meat so <laughs> so i'm talking about i was putting in sometimes two day workouts and then it it started to not become more of a motivator just for that but even just for me because you start to see some progress in something that you're working on and it's like a it's like oh shit it's like validating so you get like that validation of like the hard work that i'm doing is actually reaping some kind of reward mm-hmm. um not not so you know not, and not so far like the reward of like other women in the gym starting to notice and talk to you which is like so perhaps and and before I've reached my you know goal numbers of weight whatever it is like they're already talking to me so like do you start to think like maybe it's not maybe it's not me maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm good to go right mm-hmm. so keep going keep going keep going and then like come to find out that didn't work it didn't matter how much good a shape I got in it didn't matter what I was doing it didn't matter the 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 sex was still not there um and so it's just a it's a it's an interesting conversation for me and then you know you talk about like what that expectation is on the other side of it which is you know you know at that point i was wanting a high libido partner like i want you to want me right like that that way you know we have a, a mutual agreement as to what we're supposed to be doing here but you know a lot of times i feel like um that the That the uh, some you know a lot of times I just kind of feel like that you're right like people do look at that and they think they make assumptions about it like oh you you know yeah well she must be a hoe because if she's out there you know if she's she's doing this to me she must be doing this to everybody or you know a lot of those types of things that I think are I, I used to I used to think up until maybe a little bit a couple years in a couple years ago paying attention to like the landscape of things like social socially and politically like that it was an american culture thing but like it's pretty clear that this is like i mean it may it might be exacerbated in america because we do have kind of a prude culture but it's worldwide like men men worldwide are i mean you know it's like people say men are trash i mean you know you know in the in the aggregate yeah i mean you know we we typically don't you know we're we're not very good at that kind of stuff and you know you, you see it all the time like oh you know. Like a girl, I remember one time I was out at the bar and like with some friends, and like this dude was like mad at his girl, time out she's dancing like a slut because she was like just dancing with her homegirls. And I'm like, bro, don't you want, but like that's your girl though. So, like if she's dancing like a hoe, that's your girl though. So, like, she's your hoe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a pot. That's, like, you should be hyped about the fact that like your woman actually is like, you know, feeling at least a little bit sexually free and then it's still choosing you mm-hmm. so that you can be the absolute 100 percent beneficiary of that sexual freedom but it's just like it's so weird to me i don't know
0: but see so, that's the problem like the big
2: we talk about big dick energy though this is like the this is like the kind of like to that oh yeah that's like real that's like real small dick energy like to be sitting there like <laughs> mad because your girl can dance like what do you like the
0: fuck, <laughs> fuck is wrong with you i ain't like, drinking some
1: coffee for this conversation <laughs>
0: <laughs> but see, that's the crazy part because when it comes to men all around the world and that came from a a society where women were property, I, the, my example is, you know, the way that you perceive property is different than you perceive things that are not property. For example, if my Xbox got up and walked to my neighbor's house and let other people play it, I will get that motherfucker and chain it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let you you belong to me motherfucker like I pay for you I, I clean you when you dirty I blow the fan off when dust get in your system Lord sit you. the fuck down you know and so when yeah. a man perceives a woman as that kind of property he don't want people looking at it he don't want people experiencing it the way he do because he believed that the investment that I've given you means that I have some kind of like privy to your existence and I think that's that thing where women meet a man the first time, and, and they go on a date, and the man pay for the date, and he think he finna get fucked tonight because he paid for some goddamn lobster. If you pay for lobster, nope. the niggas are really just paying for a fucking fiesta Lime chicken, and Applebee's. Nope. This is what's confusing, though.
1: Like, you want to have sex, that's why you buy the dinner, but if I fuck you because you bought the dinner, then you mad at me because I fucked you. That's what's so confusing. Like my mind just don't be working well with that. So it's almost like you could I could meet someone cause I say no a hell of a lot more than I say yes. And I could meet someone I'm like, man, I already know that this guy is for me. You could know with pretty much in the first or the second date, like this person, we, we vibing. You could just mm-hmm. tell, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, and I'm gonna have to make you wait like some absurd amount of time just because I have to, to uh, get you to wrap around your mind that you earned this, whatever this is, even though you really didn't earn it. Cause I had already decided the first, the second time of us hanging out that you were going to get it, but I have to make you wait. It's almost, it's crazy. It's really crazy to be honest, the way our society is set up and the way that we view women, um, the way that I talk about my sexuality is always, um, it always makes me look a certain kind of way. It always makes me look a certain kind of way, which I have just learned to accept. Um, I don't, when any woman that is moderately attractive, someone who could be like just okay, can have access to several different men. Any woman could be a whore. Any woman could be a whore, and I really wish men could get that around their mind. You could be
2: not okay, be and they could still.
1: And you could still be a whore. It does not no matter will what smash
2: you do. anything, like.
1: It just takes proximity and what and whatever you are allowing. To be honest, you could if you live in a large city or hell. If you live in a small state, small little town. You really could be getting it. If you are a moderately attractive woman, your access to men is extremely large. So if you say yes to anyone, any, you could be a whore. Any woman could be a whore, especially if she wanted to. So I just wish this idea of women being a whore is such a small percentage. A lot of women like to have sex, but it's like we're not allowed to. So women are jumping through hoops to try to spark this idea that like, oh, I'm not a whore. I do want to have sex, but I can't. There's so yeah, many I women
2: want to and they can't. All, I'll, this is my last thing I could say on that, and then I'll let I'll let Ron point get back in there. But like the whole <laughs> like shaming oh women, God. just like but I'm just saying, like the whole shaming women for their sexuality thing, like motherfuckers beat their meat to feet porn, like so like you can't <laughs> like 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 how are you gonna like criticize women when, like you in the dark in your house like beating your meat to like to like people with stockings feet and stuff or like That's or scat. It. Y'all familiar with scat porn? Like, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like,
1: scat porn. Wait a
0: second. Obviously, maybe it's I'm doing. porn. Out. It's okay. doo-doo do- 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 What? doo do do do. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you heard Biggie's first album, but he had a skit on there that talked about a woman that wanted him to shit on her chest. Yes, I, well, I thought it was a joke. I thought that was bullshitting too, but no, that is not bullshit. That is a whole genre of people's kink, a, a kink for people.
2: <laughs> you know what i'm saying like but that's but the there used to be that the, you know that would be like the same people right it's always like the it's never the people who just like are are cool about stuff who are criticizing other people for stuff like the same the the dude who's you know scrolling on on instagram or on twitter at somebody's only fans you know they're trying to advertise and talking shit to them they're like sitting at home like you slut you whore like blah blah <laughs> you know i always imagine it being like a white dude with like a like the like a beard that don't connect, you know what I mean? Not a beard. Like, wow.
1: <laughs> but uh low key reach so many people, man.
2: <laughs> but like but like yeah, but like that 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 person, that person that's always being like the the you know, trying to repress women's sexuality or whatever, is always that same person, like I said, who's like, you know, choking themselves with a belt and beating their meat to feet. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, bro, you out here talking about somebody who just wants to have regular sex, but you out here like doing some stuff that would get you banned in like 28 states or whatever (laughs) you know like
0: man i you know a lot we talked about uh these guys named uh migtos and tflers which tflers are true force lonely guys that's what they call themselves and migtos are men go their own way (laughs) see it if you look these like incels uh, yeah like basically like incels but specific groups of incels
2: (laughs) They got their own sub.
0: They got their own subculture now. Look, see, if you don't know about these guys, they really, actually terrifying for women. If you read about them, but they yeah. are dudes who basically decided that you know women are going to deny them the opportunity to be with them forever, and so they kind of leaned into being alone, and so it turned into this extremely violent and toxic culture towards women, and basically a whole bunch of justifications of why women don't accept them which all equals women are fucked up we normal but women are fucked up so i think a lot of those dudes are, are on that shit you know and i guess it's just mm-hmm. uh i guess it's just a coincidence that they have to go to only fans to talk shit because <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> do you, you always find a- it though say what do you feel like it's a sense of entitlement like an
1: entitlement like you see a woman and i feel like i should have her even if it doesn't make sense
0: i do think that that is a very strong component of those guys so when you talk about like entitlement psychologically takes a brain that's primed to feel deeply entitled too and so i think that it goes in a lot of genres so definitely covers wealth definitely covers culture but it also covers like relationships coming from a society where women used to be property. And a lot of men today that's in their thirties were raised by men who view women as that. And then you got this person with this brain, psychological predisposition to be entitled. And then you throw in the relationship component where they feel entitled to a relationship that they can't have, maybe because they beard don't connect, maybe because <laughs> they to a dead bedroom, maybe because it could be anything and <laughs> They don't look at themselves and say, "What can I do to make myself better?" They say these women are shit because they ain't letting me exist around them. You exactly. know. Well, what 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 you said, see, it made me think about um because it's like I guess what for me it just honed in on how many women deal with this issue because um on the first song in Ari Lennox's Shea Butter Baby album, this song is basically about me and a dude at an airport, yeah. <laughs> and she said. Uh, listen, baby, I know that I'm speeding up this vibe. Is you gonna judge me if I fuck you before I catch this oh, flight? Oh I love yeah, me. you know what I'm saying. And so I'm like, damn. Like, at what point in society will we be okay with that? You know. And the last thing I'm gonna say about this one is like, I always reference back to uh, a episode of Rick and Morty called "Raising Gazorpazorp." Is basically Morty found this. Oh, man, this is gonna sound all kind of crazy if you don't watch <laughs> Rick and Morty or whatever, but uh, it's about this granddaddy that traveled to different universes and stuff. But they went to this uh, galactic pawn shop and Morty found a sex bot that came from this this uh, galactic system where the these uh, women have taken over society, basically. And the way that they procreate is that they shoot these sex bots out into the wild where the men live. The men are these big brutes that just have sex with them. The machines fly back to the women. They have the babies. And if it's a boy, they slingshot it back out into the wild. If it's a girl, they train her and raise her and educate her into this society. You know? How does... Okay. All
2: right. I mean, sure. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: makes sense, but, like, the analogy... Is correct. Now, now, I have to say this episode was written by men, so the things that women responded to in society was very like very sexist, you know. So basically, women, all the women in that group walking around, they were saying stuff to each other all over the place. Like, I love that top. I love that top. And you know, like that's all they were saying to each other, like walking around. And you know, Rick was in there with them, and he farted and. The whole thing became what who is that that made the sound that we never speak of and we don't do you know so it was a whole bunch of little you know it was really some digs on women for real it wasn't like but i used that to say like at what point would we get to a society where this shit start to topsy-turvy you know what i'm saying are women gonna have to goddamn put on some battle gear turn into the door and start fucking men up left and right just so they can you know get that balance of power <laughs>
2: Got to stop giving it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: pretty much.
2: You need to go on a need to go on a on a vagina boycott, for whoa. real, or a dick boycott. Whoa. I mean, like I, no, I know because you you said that you you whoa. know whoa she, you know I get whoa. it I know <laughs> what you because I know because she's like listen I need I need to get my I need to get my right so but like to get men to to act right that's what people say hold if if women were held out for like six months I bet like we could end coronavirus if women were like. We ain't giving up no pussy until everybody wears a mask.
1: We probably could, actually.
2: Motherfuckers, motherfucking Donald Trump would come out with a mask on immediately and be like, we're wearing the mask. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Because, so, like, they, that's, that's I mean, that's the one thing is like, you know, unfortunately, too, like, you know, because people, you know, we are all like natural creatures that want what we want. Like a lot of dudes who are hot garbage that don't deserve it still get it. And so as long as that as long as that as poor behavior is rewarded you know that's the reason why like people wonder like why does why do men say some of the lines that they say why does a construction work- worker whistle at somebody when they walk down the street or you hear like somebody use like a pickup line and it's like who the hell would like you know what i mean like like oh you know you i really like the way that your feet look when you you know Whatever I don't know you know some kind of some kind of line you're like because I don't know because I don't say that kind of shit so I'm trying to think of one, but I can't think of it so <laughs> like but like and, but it like I would tell people they because something we'd be sitting around chatting with friends and be like you know who the hell is that I'm like it had to work on somebody because the the reason why they're saying it is because it must work like it, you know and it's a shotgun approach you know if you if you say it a hundred times but it works one time then you got some pussy one time. So like that. So then it must it must work. Right. So, and you know, that's like a, you know, to our point. Yeah. It'll go topsy turvy when 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 women stop giving it up and start making men like actually have to earn it instead of like, you know, showing up in a nice outfit and, you know, pretending to be rich. And then but, you know, it's not also helped by like the Instagram models out there who are like literally like literally trying to find they don't they're trying to give it up in exchange for material goods. So like that doesn't help either cuz it's like a you know there's a transaction to be had for everybody. But.
0: and you know I got I got a friend who she she's halabido, you know, um and she'll send me a a picture of a guy that said, "Hey, I met this guy on, on Tinder." And I'm like, "Look, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it because she'll be like, Cause she'll be angry sometimes at a dude send a dick pic on Tinder like day one, and it's like she's not happy about that, and she'll cut him off. But then it's like this: you just met this dude day one, and and you fucked him, so he goes like, this works for some people. Sending a dick works for some people, you know. Yeah. And you know, I you know go to end my theory that women women want dick pics from the men, they want dick pics from, <laughs> they don't want them from the people they don't want them from, you know. Yeah.
1: True. True.
0: <laughs> even if it's like, even if, even if in that moment, your, your sexuality is, was making your desire stronger at that moment, you still want to know that if you invest a sexual experience with this dude, that is at least got the base components that you need for the interaction. So a dick pic at that moment for you may make sense. You know, um,
2: I know how that, so that's the one time I learned like, man, this must be how women feel when. I was talking to this chick one time met her it was like years ago met her on like a dating app and she was wanting dick pics within like six hours of texting and I I felt accosted you know what I'm saying I was like no like so then so that that was one of the moments where I was like I was like man I was like this must be what they feel like when men are are like constantly like being nasty because it was it felt like I mean, part, you know, like I said, like, I mean, I sent the picture, you know, know. (laughs) but like, but at the same time, like, it's like,
1: you felt violated, but you continue. Yeah, yeah, I was like, at at, at first, I was like, yo,
2: you even asked me, like, like, where we want to meet for a drink or go get something to eat or like, you just like, yo, let me see, let me see what that thing's doing. Like, it was like a real, like, like, real, like, hood style, aggressive language, too. It was like, you know. (laughs) I'm trying to see what you' working with, and I was like, "You got to at least take me out," you know? Like, I
1: mean, it's that's why men say all the time, like, "The good girls are the dirtiest." I keep hearing them; I hear that all the time. Good girls are the dirtiest. It's because they' lying. They' been good the whole time. Yeah, that's that's true. Pretend to be good so that way, like, you can get quality men. Because if you yourself at the beginning, they were like, "Oh my gosh, this whore." Like hey, this horror, we can't we can't take her seriously. She probably been ran through. She had Amber Rose slut shame, you know, slut mm. person. Like you know, we gotta we gotta protect ourselves from this. And then they mm-hmm. get with the girl who is the good girl, and then they're like, man, she's dirty. She's just dirty for me. And it's just like it's all trickery. We've all decided to come as a consensus. The only way that we could get good quality men is to trick you. Like we just have to trick you, which is awful.
2: Which ends up being a nice surprise if you end up getting tricked <laughs> nice into surprise. right. Like you, like she's pretending to be all good and you're like, oh, like this is a wholesome experience. But like deep back in the day, you know, you're thinking back when you were like 15, and you had your first porn experience and you were like, so then all your expectations or whatever you saw when you, the first time when you were, you know what I mean? But then it turns out that, you know, your, your new partner actually is your personal uh, porn partner or porn star that you, it's like a positive surprise. But not for a lot of men though, because they, like you said, they you
1: know. over—they have to. It's a positive surprise if it happens within time frame. There's always a time limit. Yeah. You got to doing things within time. If you do things too early, you don't. It doesn't matter how long you played good. It's still gonna backfire. You have to time it out. And we, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. The welcome to the world of dating as a
0: woman. Yeah. Well, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. You know, I've been in a dead bedroom relationship, and you know what I was. I guess I was hoping that, you know, I guess I was hoping that she would just change at some she point, you know, no, not become a porn star, just want to engage, period, <laughs> you <laughs> know, but at a certain point we had a conversation and, you know, it turned out that her face had become more important to her and that was a, you know, a part of it and I was like, well, we don't have, we ain't married, we don't have to have sex, you know, if you don't want to. You know, but that turns into a situation where now I get to make decisions based off of that if I can't handle that situation, you know, that ain't what broke us up. But, you know, it's just one of those situations where if you're not getting something, you need to communicate, Um, because in that list that you read, um, it don't really identify how that person addressed the issue with their partner. It yeah. basically says, this was what I be going through. And it feels like that you sit on this side and be experiencing the shit, but like you got to communicate. And I think with a situation like this, my question is, does the person with the low libido know that their person wants sex and they just like Ray Charles to that shit for the moment? You know, it's like, I don't see, I don't know. Or do they really not know? Do they really not know that this is the experience that they helping create by not participating, you know, and did they know that they partner had a holobito from the jump, you know, was oh. it what, what Sid was talking about? Was it like you had to be that representative at the beginning for whatever yeah. that person needs? So you're like, oh, we going to be fucking every day when we and then when it get to the situation, it's like bonnets and granny draws all the time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: But that's one of those things like when people are always on their best behavior at the beginning right and then as time goes on you get in more like relationship mode is when the real the real comes out and so you know in in past past experiences like if i was ever you know pretty early on in a relationship you know you go go over to the old lady's house or she comes over and she's like really like within that first couple you know trying to bust it open like like that first experience or that first encounter like It's kind of like the same thing, like kind of like what Sid saying, like there's like an immediate like not not me, me, at least me personally not thinking like, oh, she must be just like dropping it on everybody. But for me, it was more like. This might be like that, that, that best behavior, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if this is a sustainable this is a sustainable thing, whereas, you know, in younger days, me, me, you know, early 20s, you might have blown past that, 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 that gate, so to speak you know and i think as you get maybe a little bit older and you understand what what you know reality is like you know you you understand that sometimes people are on their best behavior up front and then you know you settle more into a routine you know that that's you know a little bit better i mean it's like with my current relationship like you know, it's all it's good it's a it's it's not too high not too low it's it's a, it's a good amount for what we need for the needs for life stress for work schedules for all that stuff right so Nobody is feeling like there's any kind of neglect occurring, blah, blah, blah. So, but, you know, first couple of times hanging out for long weekends, you know, it's like you 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 beating down to the beat down like the whole time. Right. Because like because that's just what you do with somebody that's new and exciting and everything. But the one thing is like it never seemed like it was outsized. Like it was never like it, it wasn't like, you know, where you go over to their house and then she's opening up the toy chest and pulling out leather and whips and chains on the first time. And you're like, yo, whoa, like, but then it like rolls back later. It was all normal. Everything was like relatively normal and it felt like it was a, you know, it's part of that communication, like you said. I think there's a point I'm trying to make as I'm talking too damn much. But <laughs> you know, it's it's communication, which is you know, there was a lot more talk about other things relationship wise than just the bedroom stuff, right? So you I knew oh, that there was gonna at least gonna be some other semblance of a connection otherwise that would continue to endure versus you know you'd be meeting people on bumble or tinder and they, they just like like i said they you two two times out for some drinks and she's like we going back to your place it's like sure because who's going to turn that down but then you get there and she's like you know making all kind of damn noise and it's like you think a camera crew is recording and gonna put it on porn hub and shit because it's the type of shit that you only see on the internet be like this ain't real she this ain't sustainable so and i'm willing to i'm willing to walk away from that on the on the chance that it Maybe it was sustainable, maybe that's who she really is, but I'd rather, but more often than not is not the case, so I'm willing to leave, let that one go and and find something that feels a little bit more normal and natural, yeah. not that I'm not into some stuff or I wouldn't like to try new things, <laughs> normal, but like normal is in like a normal a healthy balance and yeah, interaction. the
0: balance, yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all, clearly, we can sit here and talk for forty-five minutes on oh, one, one letter, cause we just did. Oh my god, it's a good topic. I told you <laughs> this we, was gonna be good, bro. We sat here and talked all this. We talked before the show. We talked about all these different letters we want to do, and <laughs> we spent fifteen wow. minutes on one. So, let's what you got. See it. Let's let's hit okay. what you got so next. I'll
1: try to make sure I don't choose like the craziest topic. So we're and gonna talk about. That.
0: I'll skip
2: my other one. We can save that one for another time, so that we okay. can yeah, we'll just through.
1: do one a piece. Um, am I the asshole for telling my wife that I prefer her post-pregnancy body?
0: Oh.
1: My wife has somewhat recently gained birth to our son. Given birth to our son, she has ballooned up in a weight from a pregnancy weight gain, but a large amount of the weight went to her butt. turns out I'm a huge ass man because I prefer how she looks now. My wife is freaking out, though. She's like, oh, my God, I can't even pull these jeans up my mid-thighs anymore, and is trying to look up a bunch of crazy weight loss diets and tips. I thought I was being a good husband when I told her to not try and lose the weight, that I prefer how she looks now. And I said, turns out I love how thick with two Cs (laughs) 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 fat-ass women look. And of course, she took it the wrong way and was in tears saying shit like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. And I look like a hippo. She's over exaggerating. She's got some extra padding on her belly and her face is a bit fatter. Sure. But she's got a great thick figure with two C's again. Well, I'm on her bad side now by the looks of things and I'm forced to I'm forced to the couch. and My wife gives me dirty looks if I try to touch her butt or say anything positive about her body. I haven't gotten laid in like a week. And on top of it all, all. off my wife is like training our son to laugh and when she calls me dumb she's like your daddy's a big dummy right and he'll burst out in laughter am i an asshole for referring to my wife's new figure <laughs> preferring my wife's new figure
2: no you are not an asshole sir no you are not. We were talking about this before. When all you read was the headline in our little pre-show, I know, no, man, no, and I was I like, like, "What if he? What if? What if now he like it because she's thick with two C's?" I said that <laughs> when we were talking in the pre-show, <laughs> and he actually typed it up. Man, listen. I mean, I don't. So I, I talked way too much in the last one. gonna let y'all talk on this one. The only thing I'm going to say right now is, no, I don't think you're an asshole for it, my man's, because you know you like what you like, right? And like, but. I can understand wh- why it might make her feel some type of way if she, if if her body image or her confidence issue, like, you know, if she was, she liked how she looked before. She felt like she was more herself in her own skin in her pre pregnancy or prepartum body. body. Um, so it's more of a sensitivity conversation of like, you know, maybe you prefer your wife's new body and you try to like, you know, work into it. Like we were talking about timelines, right? So it was talking about like, mm-hmm. if it was too early, you know what I mean? Like right after yeah. he's like, you know, he never said anything about her ass, you know, for the first however long of marriage. And then she has a baby and he's like, damn, you walk around, you know, your ass looks like a bag of Christmas presents. You know what I mean? Like, So th- that you probably you might you might want to wait until like, you know, don't be saying that, like while she's still in the before she's discharged from the 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 the, 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 the natal unit at the hospital. Right. Like depending on what it was. But but now, I mean, you know, that's a that's a tough one. That's a real tough one.
1: So first you going
0: you can go ahead, you can go
1: ahead, you sure, yeah, okay, um, I'm gonna say two things. the first thing I'm gonna say is this is I think a lot of women can speak to this experience, especially if your weight is a yo yo my weight is a um is a yo-yo, I, and I'm a stylist. So I work a lot with fashion things. So I like to stay on the smaller side. So when I get bigger, if I'm in a relationship, I'm always being discouraged to lose weight, which is so annoying. Because although you may prefer me at a certain weight, you met me at this other weight. You met me at this other weight. And that is the weight that I prefer. And it feels very unsupportive. Like it feels like, okay, well, was, was there something wrong with me beforehand? Um, which I'm sure is not the intention. But women have a distorted view of their body already. All women do because social media, what is that? Um, All women do. Some women may walk around thinking they're thick and they could be built like a toothpick. And some women could be walking around, you know, thinking that they look like Kim Kardashian and are looking a little bit on a different spectrum. So we all have different views of what our body should be looking like. And I think the problem is, is when you're with a partner and they Your body drastically changes from what it was. Like, I can gain 10 to 15 pounds at a time and then lose them within a couple months. And because I have a certain kind of frame, it's very noticeable when I do gain or lose any kind of weight. If I have a partner that bigs me up at a certain weight and it's not a weight that I prefer, it kind of is off putting. It makes you feel like, "Uh, well, did you not like me when I was at the other weight? Because you didn't give me these same kind of compliments. And the second thing I want to say is postpartum. I have no idea if this woman's at postpartum or not, but because she, you know just had a baby sometimes it takes up to a year and a half i've read to for postpartum actually be over and if she's in postpartum everything you say is wrong everything you say is wrong this is not the time to say anything insensitive this is the time to say whatever she wants you to say because she is miserable her hormones are completely imbalanced it's almost like she's pmsing forever don't say nothing at all so she could probably have taken this at a different time in a totally different manner she may have said "Ooh." okay, Zaddy, you you like the wagon I'm carrying? But what she hears him saying instead is, you a hippo, but I'm cool with it because you got ass. That's what it sounds like because I'm sure that's the postpartum talking, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, that's the postpartum talking. So I think he needs to think about, again, the timeline. Wait a little later, you know what I mean? And be more supportive. If she didn't like it, I'm assuming this couldn't have happened just one time for him to be on the couch and not get any because one statement ain't going to be like, oh, well, you're not getting nothing after saying that. It has to be something that is repeatedly said over and over again. And I'm sure it was kind of like, okay, I said I ain't like it. Stop saying the same thing over and over and over again. Like that's why he probably got to the couches. It's just the repeat offender behavior. And it it goes back to what I say about ownership. Regardless how he wanted her body to look, she does not prefer it that way. And she has to live in that body. She has to look at herself in that body. She has to get dressed in that body. Maybe she don't like the looks that she gets with the ass. Being over-sexualized as a woman is not always very fun. And maybe she doesn't like that. Or maybe the fact that he maybe he's over-sexualizing her too much. Maybe cuddling has gone straight to fucking. You know? I think there's a lot of perspectives to go to. And I do think he's the asshole. Just because of the timing, to be honest.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm going split to the, split the decision. I think he is a, I don't think he's an asshole by intent, but I do think he is an asshole by impact. That's what I think. Okay.
1: Um,
0: I don't think he's aware. Like, sir, you're not aware. Like, sir, you could have just, you could have just clapped post-pregnancy cheeks for as, just as a gift to you right now without saying shit, you know. But now you not fucked up your prospects because you out <laughs> here not knowing that you can't comment on a woman's weight all nonchalant willy-nilly like even if that classic scenario of a woman asking does this make me fat you you need to know that if yes is the answer yes is not the answer that's not what (laughs) you (laughs) say like if if it is indeed that it makes her look fat you need you need to circumvent that you need to come up with something baby it make you look you and you know i love you (laughs) And it really don't matter what you wear. That color is popping, you know. Get away from that shit. Get away from weight. Look, if she was going to... See, the problem is, the problem is, I think, is that he wanted her to be like this forever now. And he was trying to figure out how to convince her to just keep your body this way, you know, instead of enjoying the ride for the moment, you know. But that that begs a different question, though. You know, so for you guys is there a range upon which your partner potentially let themselves go that at this point it need to be addressed or at this point like we got to talk about it or is it going to forever be you know the person over what you know they their body like what how do y'all shake that
1: um I've talked about this on my podcast where we talked about my co-host being shallow and <laughs> I personally, um, he is, I love him though. And um, I will say this, I think men and women, women are not necessarily visual creatures. We're more emotional creatures. So in general, I expect that my partner is not gonna look the same forever. I have just come to terms with it. I have come to grips with it. I have decided it when I chose my partner. I have already imagined my partner in all the ways that they probably will change. Um, and already accepted it. So I know it's different for men because they're visual creatures. You guys are more just the way we're both very wired extremely differently. I um I will hint like I'll hint like I'm gonna use this example. I had I was dating somebody and he got locks. Now everyone looks great with locks. Some people look great with it, and some people it's a no. When he got them, he came home and he looked like he was so happy. This was a couple years ago before like locks were really like everybody was doing them. And he came home and I was just like, oh, you changed your hair. Okay. And he was just like, yeah, I love it. And like he was shaking his hair and doing all kind of stuff. And I was like, I was inside like, oh, God, you look awful. Like, how do I tell you? Like, I hate it because you're obviously going to ask my opinion. I hate it. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to shut my mouth and say, you know, if you like it, then I mean, you look you look good. I mean, you look happy. I, I use I always you say that you look happy. You know, it gives you a glow. I always say anything, but you look good because I wasn't the truth and I'm not a liar. Um, so I'll say that. Now, am I given the same amount of respect in that relationship? The answer is no, like at all. So <laughs> men and women are just wired differently. We're just not. I recognize that he probably didn't want to hear that, but I didn't expect for him to be like that if I said, I had i had worn a dress and i would gained about 20 pounds and i was just like you know what how do i look and he was just like you know your stomach looks a little different you know i'm not used to seeing it like that he was honest which i hate it so we're not wired the same we're not wired the same we're not wired.
0: you know i i always think about like the worst case scenarios like can i deal with uh could i deal with a partner that had alopecia and walked in there like george jefferson you know, at nighttime, you know what I'm saying? Like, would I be okay with that, you know? But uh, I think for me, it's been like a, uh, I value the person, you know? It's like, it takes a lot for me to connect with somebody. And once I've connected with you, it's because of what lies inside, <laughs> you know? Not what's on, on the outside, you know? And I'm sure there's conversation to be had in a respectful way when you've been in a relationship long enough and something that you don't like is going on or something that maybe unhealthy ain't, ain't going on you know i mean there is a level of a per- person letting themselves go over a period of time that's like may be hinting at depression or some other things so at some point it may be time to address or a midlife crisis where you know somebody just come in bald-headed like your woman come in bald-headed after she done had 12 inches of hair on her head since you done known her you know, what's going on? Are you okay is the first question, not <laughs> do I like it or do I not like it. Like, this is like an extreme situation, you know. Um That's but- happened. I, I cut off a ponytail
1: when I was in college. I was I was living with someone, and he went to work, and I just was having a hard time. I had some family issues going on, and I went into the bathroom, and I cut a whole ponytail off, like a whole ponytail. And he came home, and I was bald. <laughs> I was essentially bald. And this is when the natural hair movement was, like, not so forgiving. <laughs> it was, like, 2010. Yeah. What was the natural hair movement? Let's just be honest. And he was just like, whoa, like, what, what happened? I was like, you know, I just decided, like, you know, my hair, I just felt like I wanted to change. So, like, I cut my hair, and then I dyed it red. So not only did I cut it off, but then it's a whole different color. And this was in the span of, like, maybe four or five hours. And he was just, like, he was miserable. He was miserable at first. He hated it. He hated it. And he let me know every... Five seconds for the first month, and I just—you have to accept that when you make those kind of decisions, and your partner doesn't like them, and you don't discuss them with them beforehand—that this is what you're going to get back.
0: Yeah. What you got, Colin? Well, that's all
2: I got. I, like I said, I'll end gotcha. up talk, talking way too long on that one, but you know, um, yeah, you know, it's it's a bl- it's a it's a blend. It, it's you know, you you have to. It's just like with anything, man. You got to communicate. Like, you can't. You know, you just you you can't like just don't. You know, don't assume that what you're saying is either, um, you know, potentially can can hurt someone's feelings or that or it, more importantly that that it's a compliment. You know, that it's something that like you know that you find find positive. You know, that other person might not see it that way. Um, and, and um, you know, it's like with a lot of these things. You know what? What he what he should be doing is talking to his wife about that stuff instead of talking to the internet about it. Yeah, you know, I, I I say that a lot. Um, Monica's got a friend uh, back in Chicago, Vernon. Um, probably shouldn't use real names, but whatever. There's a lot of Vernons in the United States, but um, they don't listen to this podcast anyway, so we good. But uh, but now I mean, you know, and um, you know, sometimes you know, like like with that, or like with other folks. You know, you guys have probably had a friend or something that comes to you and says, like, hey, you know, I'm really having this issue with my boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they talk about all this stuff and they lay it all out like they're like they their grievances. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what should I do? And every time somebody does that to me, I'm like, you should go back and tell them exactly what you just told me, like verbatim. Like, don't I'm not the we ain't dating. You know what I mean? And I get you're looking for val. Yes, your concerns are valid. I will validate your concerns, but like I can't make you make things better. You know what I mean? I can't make whatever the username of that story, sir, Mister. You know, I like thick butts or whatever. Like
1: I, I can't. I cannot lie.
2: Yeah, like I can't make your wife embrace her her new butt and to and to see it in a positive light or whatever it is, or like, I can't, you know, can't, can't figure out how to get you off the couch. You know what I mean? That's something that you got to do with, with talking to her. So, you know, all these, all these, a lot of these stories, some of them are just crazy. Like the, like the, there was like weeks ago the one about the farting. Like that that shit was just like, I was like, yo, like I had to write in about that one. I was like, man. So, but some of them are, a lot of them are just communication. Like, you, you know, they're, they're out here talking to strangers on the internet when what they really need to do is be talking to their, to their partner.
1: I think they're trying to figure out if they're wrong. Like, because you know, you ever Validation. talk to your friend, and then your friend tells you, like, yo, you, you don't say yeah. nothing about it. Like, you're wrong. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. I think they're waiting for, like, okay, I'm good or I don't need to be good kind of situation. Yeah.
0: yeah. But you know what, what on Reddit, what I be seeing, if you go down and read the comments, sometimes I read a comment, I'll be like, God damn, that was some good ass advice.
2: Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, but that, that is also in a a sea of a bunch of posts that give horrible advice. And I think people are trying to get the best input they can to make a decision. And they need it from somewhere. And it's like they get to pick and choose between, you know, people on these websites, you know. But the reality is if, if you're ever in this situation, then I think your best bet is to just make your woman make sure that your woman feels loved. And Millie Rock while you hint it from the back while you got an opportunity to. No, because no. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> just enjoy it, enjoy it while it's here. <laughs> and I guess you can hope it lasts forever, you know, but and these gotta be white people because these these no, are white people probably.
1: I, I just said it like I'm black and I don't really clothes don't lay well on ass, to be honest. They don't lay well on ass and boobs. It don't. It just mm-hmm. don't
0: lay well. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think that in the context that like of black, it's a whole bunch of black women that's trying whatever they can to get the ass they they want to have, and a whole bunch of white women are fighting to get an ass that's flat, you know. And so, now everybody want to look like a thick black woman. We yeah,
2: time? that's a that's a crazy part now too, man. Like, especially like you come out here on the west coast. Like, I took a trip down to California for a little bit, and like, there's more there's there's more white chicks out there walking around looking like bodies like megan the stallion and shit than anybody else it's like you be walking around down in venice beach and be like what the hell like like, what y'all putting the water down here like so or or it's more where like people are just embracing their more natural bodies and then you know they're wearing things that accentuate the curves that they would have otherwise if they didn't starve themselves or whatever it is to try to achieve the more slimmer figure because like you know a real body is usually more like height and weight proportionate than then otherwise, unless you know, you got two parents that are like six two and weighed one hundred and five pounds, you know, then their kids are gonna all be skinny and tall too. You know, like it's just you know, genetics are funny.
0: Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna read through the six ones that I have. Let's do it, and we're gonna whittle down to which one we wanna we wanna read.
2: Let's do
0: it. <laughs> right. My boyfriend says really mean things to me in his sleep.
2: What? Mm. what? Mm.
0: Should I tell my boyfriend the truth about losing my virginity to him? Um. Mm. No.
2: The answer is no. But
0: (laughs) Don't do it, sis. (laughs) Do not. It's in your best interest. My new boyfriend wants me to end my 30 uh, my friendships with people of the opposite sex. He says girls should not befriend men and vice versa. I like that
1: one.
0: My wife recently changed her political view significantly and is negatively affecting our relationship and kids. Help me navigate what to do. Be- I- keep going. <laughs> keep, keep going. Two more. My <laughs> husband became obsessed with Napoleon and I worry about his mental health. What <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. And
0: my girlfriend accidentally choked me too hard and made me pass out while we were having sex. Now she is scared to do anything and isn't the same in bed. What should I do?
1: Girl, don't be
0: scared, but okay. So. Yeah, we can do multiple of these. We just have to run through them.
2: Which one you want to, which one, which one we could go through quickly.
0: I want to, I
1: really want to do the friendship one because I feel like that is so accurate. And I find that that happens all the time. You get into a nice long-term relationship and then people start to feel like they could tell you what to do about your friendships. I feel like that is so common.
0: Yeah. It's a short one. So let's run this one quickly. Um. He's an amazing guy, but he wants me to have only have women friends and not guy friends. He's especially mad I'm still friends with my ex I dated briefly years ago back in college. Mm -hmm. He's serious that he'll break up if I don't cut them out of my life. He claims he's never had a friend of the opposite sex, especially not an ex. It's just not normal. I don't know what to do. Is he right or wrong? I don't want to end things with my buddies, but he's got potential to be amazing.
1: First problem, there's potential to be amazing you guys are not together. Like, not in a long-term super serious relationship. So, there's potential. I'm yeah. That's the first problem I have with it. The second problem I have is with her, I really wish she would have put like, how long have has her and the ex not been together? Like, has it been like, there's a difference between an ex from like 10 years ago than an ex that's like from two years ago. It's completely like a huge difference. Because um, at that point, y'all had several different relationships in between and the whatever y'all had is probably very gone. So, my first problem is, girl, why did you tell them, tell them the truth? Like, I'm. I, that sounds so awful. But, but why did you tell them the truth? If you do, everybody has an idea, male or woman, it really does make a difference. If you tell, if you're friends with someone, you know, it is very platonic. Like the person doesn't do anything weird. I, I don't always believe in lying per se, but I think I would have told the person that we were exes later on as we got closer to each other, the, serious, the more and more serious the relationship became. But I think at the beginning, I don't want you to feel insecure at the beginning about every friendship or relationship like you're in competition yeah. at the beginning. I wouldn't have. So I'm like, girl, why'd you tell them the truth about this ex at the beginning is the first problem I have. And the second problem is I really wish I knew what kind of ex this was. And I don't think you should change or reformulate your life in any way, short form, shape, form or fashion for potential. At all. I don't think you should. People should take people at face value when yeah, you first you, you do not oh, need cool. to change yourself at the very beginning for no reason because then you create this terrible pattern of every time somebody doesn't like something about you, you are going to be so super bendable to change all the time. And that's for male or women. You should not be changing at the beginning. People should take you at face value. Now if you would, if you change, that's one thing, but they shouldn't have this expectation that you're going to change. So I already Yeah, he wrong. There's that
2: yeah i this is one that's there's not a lot of context and there's not a lot of information there's some missing information like you said mm-hmm. so because on the first so there and and there's it there's a lot of other context involved with like the friendships too so for example so the, the part about the ex totally agree like what type of ex is this right because like if he, if it was ten years ago, eight years ago, a long time ago, right? Whatever. You know what I mean? Like they probably have moved on, all that kind of stuff, like blah, blah, blah. Totally cool. But the way that this one reads, if I'm if I'm making assumptions and filling it in, is as if there, there's there there's potentially probably something problematic about this ex being a friend. And so a lot of times people that try to seek validation of this are are they hold on to a lot of people within their circle. That can be potentially problematic, and they're trying to get other people... It's like when you get broken up with... I remember it was like a long time ago, first long-time girlfriend is like telling me, yeah, and we we can still be friends. And it's like, no, the fuck we can't. Like, I have a totally different expectation of what this relationship and, you know, relationship using the word relationship just between two people, not necessarily romantic, but like my expect... I'm not okay with not being with you romantically, and so therefore your attempt to want to be friends with me is not, you know, it's almost like it's a toxic or like a, it's like toxic. Like I I can't, I can't, I cannot be a friend, be friends with you. I don't want to be your friend. I want to be your boyfriend. I want to be your partner. Um, so that, that part missing is, is super, um, is, 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 you know, we need that information to be able to probably accurately answer this, but on the other side of it too, though, like from being a dude who has been on the other side, outside looking in, right having a handful not too many but a handful of female friends over the years and some really good ones too by the way i've been the guy on the other side where the the boyfriend or whatever is trying to tell her to cut me off because he feels threatened by my presence so in all of those instances too there was never anything that ever occurred between me and that that woman so um and so that's that's the other part where like without any of the added context it's hard to answer this is like you know, is he just a jealous ass boyfriend who's doesn't, you know, is trying to say whatever or because she's also friends with an ex who used to blow her back out. Is, is she does is she also keep around a bunch of dudes who've been low key trying to blow her back out as a friend? You know what I'm saying? And then like then you have a very real because like we all can tell, like if you go and hang out with your your significant other and they one of their friends from opposite sex shows up. You can tell, especially men, because like we're so simple creatures like you can tell if the other dude is trying to slide in or had tried to before, or is hoping that you're a temporary or like whatever it is. And so without that extra context, like it's too hard to kind of, to kind of see, but because it could go either way. It could be where like, you know, where she's not necessarily wrong. I think she's partially wrong to answer this right now. I think she's partially wrong. I don't I don't particularly think there's any reason to be having the ex around and to be telling your boyfriend, your new boyfriend all about the ex. Like, that's like, like you said, like, don't even bring that dude up at all. Like, you know, and if he, Unless he's like, you know, they're texting every single day and everything. But then, as a, as the as the boyfriend, I'm like, the fuck are you texting your ex for all the time? Like, like it's it's like that very weird balance of like, you got me. I'm supposed to be your romantic part. He's an ex, but like you're still like super close. Like, what are we doing? Like, and so it goes to our points. You know, point you made earlier. Like, now you've given me information that I can use to decide. You know what I want to do. Yeah. So. Because, again, to your point, too, Sid, like, you don't have to change. You shouldn't change for anybody. And if that's one of the things that you don't, you know, you don't like dating girls who keep their exes around, then you, that's the, you know, don't sit around and try to make them change. But also, you don't have to change either. You don't have to suddenly, like, start to accept that to in order to, like, move on and find somebody that fits your, that fits what you're looking for. So,
0: I, you know, I look at it from the, uh, I look at it from an abuser's perspective, you know. So, an abuser... <clears throat> They take on the personality of somebody they need you to accept so that at some point they've and they choose you as well. So that at some point you become accepting of the person that you believe they can be when they do some bullshit, you know, and so that's what they do. And a part of me feels like if you did meet if a, if a woman that was in this kind of interaction did meet a guy he would be the kind of person that makes it seem like talking about our past relationships is something that's helpful to the dialogue but then turns around to use that against them by saying well i don't want you to have interaction with none of these people you know um because i mean i'm friends with all my exes on facebook you know and if i dated somebody that asked me a question as if it was like simple like hey you know who do you do you still are you friends with your exes? Oh yeah. And they end up in getting up getting deep enough to talk more about who those people were. And I might have used some names and they look up those people and was like, you know, I don't like you being friends with these people. You know, I can see this. Um and the only reason because there's one statement in here that make it seem like the boyfriend or the, the boyfriend is the problem, is that he claims he's never had a friend of the opposite sex. He lying. You know, and yeah, so he it, lying. it seems more so like this. Is really what he feels he needs to tell her to make her seem like her situation ain't normal so that he can get her to adhere to what he's trying to get her to adhere to in that situation. Um, But either way, yeah, you're right. It could be her upset that, you know, she's saying that I can't, you know, contact or be friends with this ex and she's writing it out in a way that she get validated on this thing. You know, that's another thing that happened on here. Like, people create stories. That, but, man, the, the Reddit detectives, too, if you go down, to, if you just choose a thread that you're interested in and just read you down through, bruh, they ask the questions that need to be asked. Yeah. You know? And the thing about Reddit, these motherfuckers might be detectives and police officers and scientists. They could be anything. Counselors, exactly therapists. Exactly. That will you know, fuck up like, your situation.
2: Yeah. But oh. yeah, I, yeah, your your point. Actually, you you made a really good point about um, the boyfriend being the problem with him claiming that he's never, never had a friend of the opposite sex. He' lying. So unless he's like a total piece of shit, because like there ain't no way, man. Like there's no way. Like I've had friends of the opposite sex because for, for if you're a straight heterosexual man, you have women of the opposite sex for two reasons. One, because they are your friend, because we're humans and we have you have a variety of diverse friends for the most part, unless you, you know, I don't know. You only like in the clan or something like that. They only have a certain kind of type of friend, oh, right?
0: So,
2: <laughs> or, or you have female friends that are your friend. Cause you're trying to smash. They're so holy, like they're really like you keep them around. Cause it's truly that platonic friend or they're a friend that you're trying to make elevate to friend with benefits or a friend that you're trying to elevate into a relationship. Like, you don't have this dude has not gone his entire life hanging out with nothing but meat his entire life like it's not it's not the case It's just not he's he lying he's totally lying he's not so, hanging out
1: with, this with me, child but old. it's
2: but it's yeah no it's true so <laughs> like meat positivity you know what I mean so but like but the whole but the whole that part about throwing like the X in there that's the one that makes me think like why are you bringing that up like why are you it it seems like there's a there's a, a maybe a bizarre connection to that and now she's she's you know what I'm saying? There's
1: like a yeah. I need more information. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, do they know each yeah. other? Why you said about this? Because he was gonna find out eventually anyway. Like, girl, why you bring this up? Like, yeah. I wouldn't. Have said, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't have said anything if you don't have anything to worry about. I'm not going to. Now, if they ask me like, this never happened. Of course, please tell the truth. But yeah. I wouldn't give that unsolicited information if there's nothing to worry about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah also, that's just to me. Um. Bam. I had a point I was gonna make. I forgot what the hell I was gonna say. Um. Oh, I don't understand why the potential to be amazing doesn't include being accepting of the people that I already have in my life. Like, she said he has the potential to be amazing, but, like, to me, amazing would be also accepting of my current relationships and not expecting me to change and up in my life in terms of my connections to yep. be with you. Exactly. Like, yep. I, I just don't understand why... I think that I think that we're um, a level of uh, irrationally accepting of our partners' uh, criticism of the people in our lives. I yeah. think that's a problem in our society. You know, I think that we listen too much to people when they say, "Well, who is this friend?" Well, why are you talking? You know, the first time, the first time, see, you get a phone call from a dude, and the dude that you with can hear that a dude voice coming from it. You know, I, I imagine he'd be like, "Who is that?" You know. I'll yeah. be like,
1: "I mean, and I think that's when you have to set up a standard." You know, because as women, women are known to take on behaviors and patterns from their partners. We've been taught that from a very young age that that's something that we're supposed to do. That's why you have all these women going to football games and don't even understand the game. Um, me five years ago. So I really think it's super important that you set a standard and a behavior pattern that you want set up in your relationships if a man says you know who's that you are a very feel free to say like, that's my friend and they're just that's like oh, that's they, all you gotta they, say Just say like that's my friend and they're just like oh you know and you're just like well it's cool you want to talk to him like you know make the person feel as comfortable as possible it doesn't take a lot to make someone feel comfortable i think the problem is if someone is a secret like, if maybe, that's why I wish I had more information about this ex. Yeah. Like, do, have they never met? Do they not have interactions with each other? Mm-hmm. Because I think when you give, like, your your current partner, if you are talking to somebody, if you have a friend or somebody that's an ex, or you guys have just some weird history, maybe you guys are not officially exes, or maybe you fold around. I, I think if they've had some kind of correlation, they've had some type of interaction amongst each other, typically they can see that it's just, like, homey energy. They can see the homey energy. But you can't you know, just make your comfortable make your partner feel more comfortable. I don't know why that's so yeah.
0: difficult.
1: I just wish I knew I had more information because I don't even know how to judge this yeah. thing no more.
2: And if it's a friend or an ex and she says or he says in any any case of it, yeah, nothing happened, and that other person doesn't believe them, then you got other problems in that relationship that don't have anything to do with who their friends are or who yeah. their ex is, or like you got some you got some some trust issues that are surfacing in that particular circumstance.
1: Yeah, that's what this whole Letter screams, trust issues. Maybe this person. I think this person needs to mm-hmm. focus on getting mentally healthy from whatever relationship that scarred them, versus trying to mm-hmm. change their new partner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's the next one, Eddie?
2: Um, how are we doing on the time? Because we want to get to some news too. Well, so we might have to. So we have to rapid fire. Wrap, the,
0: we, we're gonna wrap it up. to one. We'll do one more of these, and I'll say the rest of them for later potentially. But I, I want to do this one. Um. My girlfriend accidentally choked me too hard and made me pass out while we were having sex. (laughs) Now she's scared to do anything that isn't, isn't in the same bed. What should I do? My girlfriend is amazing. We have great chemistry. She's the best in the bedroom and really knows what I like. She definitely knows how to have a great time. We're both pretty freaky and like to mix it up all of the time. Honestly, we've probably done about anything that you could name. Something that we are very, very big on is BDSM play. We can get pretty rough and wild. We do things like slapping, spanking, grabbing, choking, and more. We can both get pretty rough with one another. Sometimes she's in charge and other times I'm in charge. Well, this particular time she was in charge. I was the one getting punished. She had got on top of me and she was choking me and riding at the same time. I had a mask on so she couldn't see my face like she normally does. Normally my face is is a good indication of when she needs to stop and let go. This time she couldn't see it. She was choking me. Hard, and I suddenly passed out. I wasn't out long, but when I woke up, my girlfriend was sobbing. She was apologizing like crazy and was hugging me. I told her it's okay. That's it, part of the risk. That is part of the risk. She kept apologizing and wouldn't let go. I told her that I was good to keep going. She said no and that I needed to rest. I really wanted to finish, but I finally gave in. The next day, I tried to initiate things in bed. She said she wasn't feeling well and that she wanted to sleep. The next day, I tried again, and she agreed. When we started, I noticed that she was being super gentle. Everything was way different than before. I stopped her and asked her what was wrong. She was crying again and told me that she was worried about hurting me. She said she must not have realized her own strength. She said that she doesn't think she'll feel comfortable being rough with me anymore. I tried to assure her again that everything was okay. She didn't seem to believe me. Our sex is not the same as it was before the incident. In no way, It in no way bothered me, but it really seemed to bother her i like our sex life to go back to how it used to be. Neither one of us are enjoying it as much since. Is there anything I can do to get her feel comfortable doing stuff again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, feel for, I feel for him. I, I feel for him.
1: It sounds like a BBW love situation. Like, he gotta be a small man. Cause, like, his ass beat. Um... <laughs> um I haven't had anything like this happen. I'm a pretty small woman. I did pretty large men in comparison to me. Um, but I will say this, I have done things in bed and been like, the person didn't respond well to it. And I'm like, shit, should I do? I feel like we're getting back to what we were doing before because like, I've overstepped my boundaries. Like what? Because I like to try things and sometimes people aren't on the same wavelength as me. And the only thing that he could do to get her back into mood is give her time, just over time. That's the only way it's going to get back to normal, because the first couple of times she is going to be scared because she beat your ass. She almost killed you, um, to be honest. So, of course, she's just going to be scared the first couple of times. <laughs> but after a while of them having sex and him reassuring her and him basically being the initiator of the aggression, she'll get back into the swing of things, you know, but it is going to take a minute because once again, like. He literally said he passed out. Like, I'll be scared having flashbacks every time. She probably don't even want to ride his yeah. ass no more. I feel, I feel for him though, for like
2: both, because like obviously they both were like, they're into it. They're into each other. They're happy. And like, and now like because something, there's a, an accident basically now that, you know, there's some, you know, there's like some, some issues and stuff with, I feel for him. Cause like it's, it's like a, you know, they just got to figure it, sit down, talk about it. Sit down, talk about it. Come up with a safe word, a safe gesture. You know what I mean? Maybe hey, like you know, a. Yeah. like if you get because if you if she you if you're getting choked like you know and you can't speak come up with like a you know throw up a gang sign or something to let them know that you know something you know what i mean but like obviously they they're they're this isn't this isn't one that i think that they are like miles apart like some of the other ones that that y'all talk about on the show sometimes where yeah i'm like i'm like no what y'all need to do is move on like you know like <laughs> but like this one they're very clearly they want to get back to the to the kink but they're scared, and like they just got to talk about it. Talk about it. Set some boundaries up. Set up some some safe words. Like I said, some some hand signs if you can't talk, whatever. Because you got to, because I don't, you know. But but yeah, they just they just need to sit down and talk about it, and then just get back at it. You know what I mean? Just you know, hey, you know, every once in a while somebody passes out. You know, it's just you know, it happens.
0: She so, he she was beating his ass. Yeah. So <laughs> so what I you know so just going off of some of the some of what I know this is breath play in the bsm community bdsm community This is called breath play it's when you know you you know restrict person restrict a person's ability to breathe um and when it comes to choking i don't think a lot of people know this but the pressure is not on the windpipe the pressure is on the side of the throat and a lot of people who don't know they 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 push down on that windpipe which Will have you pass out a lot faster than you would otherwise. Um, if you're looking to be informed about a lot of kink that you didn't know about and, he, and you have TikTok on your phone, just put in kink talk. <laughs> hashtag kink talk. Bro. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm getting my phone right now. I, I'm it down. Like, this is so educational. So. Listen, write down hashtag kink talk. I put in black kink and I went and followed the black kink <laughs> people. I follow up the Black Kink people, uh, but it's a lot of people just informing about a whole bunch of different stuff. Cause I need to understand why some people are into some of the stuff mm-hmm. they into, and I just wanted to go yeah. into like the, the DDLG, um, Daddy Dom, and little girl dynamics. I really want to understand. I just don't know how you get there. Yeah, it just sounds like it's a gateway to that, it. L- that.
2: That's what I need. Well, see, so I felt the same way you did, Sid. But it, it's it's. Cause, cause some of that stuff, I try to research this stuff too. Cause I'm just, you know, I grew up as a child of the internet, basically. Like I, you know, so nothing shocks me if I, people talk about, look at this crazy story online or whatever. I'm like,
1: we came up with two girls. I was doing, we, we yeah, ever-
2: doing dial up internet, looking at crazy shit when I was a teenager. So like I, nothing shocks me. Right. That's when it's not necessarily a gateway from, from the research that I know. And you, you, that's what, that's why I like, I, you want to try to understand it because it's, it's, very clear that they that's their that's their kink but they absolutely would not gateway that into actual underage people or underage girls or it's the stuff's bizarre so because
0: it with with pedophilia it's about the age exclusively when you turn 12 it's a wrap for ddlg it's about the power dynamic Mm -hmm. it's about the little girl wanting a a Power figure to tell her what she can and can't do in okay. a parental type tone, and for the the daddy dom, it's about being able to assert that power onto somebody who is expected to listen in that context. You okay. Know? Look, I learned this shit from Kink Talk. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying?
1: I research this. I'm Look, making- go
0: go to I'll- Kink. Look, go to Kink Talk. It's interesting. It, it it'll teach you a lot. But another thing is a big part of BDSM is about consent and boundaries. Um, like Colin was talking about. And so the reality is if your girl's boundary is that she don't want to do this anymore, then that's that is expected to be respected in the BDSM community. You know, if she don't want to do that no more, worst case scenario, she thought she killed him. Worst case scenario. Imagine what it must feel like to be having sex with your partner, enjoying them, and then feel like you might have killed them because they done passed out. You know, um, my experience, my experience with that was apparently my first girlfriend, which the way that she put it is knocking her period on, and what? I don't know. That's how she put it. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what you call. Well, what it really is, I guess, is being unaware that her period was about to show up while we were having sex. And when we had sex, it showed up, and I didn't, nobody knew it was. Or maybe she did. I don't know. Maybe it was her kink. Maybe she wanted to see Man, what it looked like. That is a thing, though. Some women
1: like to like have sex close because you you be super horny near your periods. Maybe you know you. Most of the time you shy away from it, like you know you're horny, but you're just like it's gonna happen, so it doesn't matter if I'm horny. I need to shy away from this, like I can't do it. But some women like get excited, like you know, like they they surfing on red. They're trying to make sure like they don't actually have it happen, but they're close to it, so they get all the horniness fulfilled. She could have been into that.
0: But so so what happened was. I'm having sex and it starts to feel different, and it starts to smell like nickels in the room. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, something's going on. And so I get up and I go turn on the light, and blood is on the the post on the bed. Blood is on the light. So everything I touch is blood. <laughs> is on because. What were you guys doing? We were never, having sex. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, listen, I'm I do nothing d- for kink talk. That's what doing. <laughs> I guess, <look. laughs> I'm an 18-year-old that grew up with a brother with a mama that never talked about sex, so I didn't know nothing about periods. So when I saw blood everywhere, I thought she was hurt. I had no idea what was going on. She was laying there all calm, like, oh, must be my period. And I'm like, you're finna die. We gotta get you to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that shit threw me (laughs) for a while. I could get that image out of my head for some time. That shit was terrifying. So I'm just thinking, like, if I thought that I killed my partner or she passed out, bro, I'd be I think I'd be fucked up. Even if I, you know, she passed out from me choking, I'd be like, oh shit. You know? I mean that'll be I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I would like anyone <laughs> would <laughs> to kill people like sex is supposed to be very pleasurable.
1: It's a happy time. There's nothing yeah. like a killed than a dead body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I get and I. But you know, the reality is, I guess the uh, I guess the allure to it is being on the edge. It's like the best feeling you can get is getting as close to passing out and being conscious as you can while you getting your orgasm. I guess, and so at some point, you you may you may teeter the line of passing out, and it don't seem like they've done enough research or she done enough research to know what the risk are, how to protect yourself from the risk to expect it at some point and how to recover from it, you know, but she I just thought this was better on how to choke
1: without having him pass out. I think she yeah. should. that. So this, that would alleviate a lot of her anxiety if she knew
0: how to do it properly. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what, that's what she probably need to do. What, you know, Colin was talking about and what you were saying, just take it slow, um, established boundaries with each other and then move forward from there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the one I wanted to do. Let's but, do like
2: let's, let's do like quick lightning round on the other one.
0: Lightning round. Let's do lightning rounds. Okay. So we got to get to the news cuz we looking at that time. I think I think we got time to run through these. Uh, I'm going to do I'm going to do the <laughs> the Napoleon one. It sound it seemed crazy as hell.
2: Maybe we need to do a second recording so we have like two shows. So, cuz I
0: we got it's a pretty good vibe. If y'all got time, the time can go over more than what we normally do. You know, if y'all got to get out of here. No, I've got, i got time. I don't got
1: nothing to do until. If y'all got time?
0: I'm got good for it because yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm loving this conversation. Um, my husband became obsessed with Napoleon, and I worry about his mental health. Insert <laughs> Napoleon is what they put right here, but I guess if we looking at it in our own sense, insert anything or anybody that your partner can become obsessed with in this. Okay. I want to begin with saying that he did not show any signs of obsession or similar behavior before or at least i didn't see it during our marriage of two years plus a relationship of three years before he could be too blunt or lack subtlety sometimes but was generally a very logical man with sound judgment that was until about six or seven months ago when i found him watching something on his pc i asked him what it was and he said it was a documentary about napoleon and his life battles campaigns etc that struck me as odd because he was never interested in history politics or this type of thing before He didn't change overnight, but gradually. Over time, he started watching documentaries, videos, and movies about Napoleon more and more frequently. I didn't think anything of it until a parcel arrived at our house. I I picked it up as he was at work. The huge cargo was hundreds of books written solely about Napoleon, biographical books as well as books about wars, etc. I, of course, asked him what this was all about and he shrugged it off, saying that it wasn't a big deal and he wanted to learn. By this time, he was spending almost all of his free time watching Napoleon documentaries On videos and movies or reading these books. I also saw that the wallpaper of his PC and his phone lock screen, which were previously photos of us together, was changed to paintings of Napoleon. A few days later, another parcel arrived, this time containing huge posters, portraits, and paintings of, you guessed it, Napoleon. I was determined to talk to him seriously the next day after work. When I arrived home, I struggled to keep my emotions stable as I came to a house decorated head to toe with Napoleon posters and paintings. All the way from the kitchen to the bedroom, walls and tables were covered. I angrily asked him if he's okay and told him to remove them. Then he got overly offended by my remark and acted like I'm in the wrong. I decided to wait until I cooled off, but a week or so has passed and we barely even talked to each other, all the while living in the house filled with those posters as my husband didn't allow me to remove them and got unusually angry when I tried to do so. Things came to a breaking point when another parcel arrived containing useless items like a strange hat, which I'm guessing is Napoleon, had a replica sword, a strange-looking clothing, a pair of tall boots, and a bust of Napoleon. I got furious and confronted him. He completely ignored what I said and asked me stuff like, is it legal to own a horse in the backyard? I seriously thought, more like hoped that he was joking or that this whole thing was an elaborate prank, but he kept a serious face all that time. I packed my things and stormed out of the house in my moment of anger. I'm at my parents' house now, just told them that we had a huge fight. I'm seriously considering divorces. He's no longer the man I once loved for quite some time now. We have no kids. If that matters, what should I do? (laughs) Okay.
1: I really think that this is something that requires therapy and I'm going to say this I don't I think we need to look to what what was happening before this behavior pattern started that he started to idolize a dictator that's the thing a dictator or someone that they idolized that obviously was in a different power structure than they were in what was happening before. Like, I really wish that I had context of what was happening before. Was his life miserable? Were people stepping on him? Was he getting his ass beat? Does he have complex issues from high school? Like, I really want to know. Um, I have an obsessive person, personality myself. I could pick on a topic or pick up something and then um, become so obsessed about it that it can somewhat overwhelm my partner because I like to get down rabbit holes. So I can, I, I can kind of relate to the topic of having to try to control your partner. But this seems like this ain't normal. This seems like he she he needs to go to therapy. She needs to probably be worried if he's thinking about beheading her. I don't know how to feel about this.
0: Man, yeah, I think
2: you're I, I think you video froze over
0: there. Oh, damn! I look stupid in it
2: too. Ah!
1: I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
2: no. Um. This is another one where I feel like. So number one, yeah, therapy sounds. Absolutely, like, that should be the the first step in investigating what's going on. Um, this one's interesting to me, though, because it's like. It's a pandemic and people are in quarantine and people are picking up hobbies and people are trying to figure out ways to to cope. So, I mean, that's that and that's maybe that's what the therapy would be able to uncover is like, is this some kind of bizarre coping mechanism for isolation where. You know, he's trying to he's turn it. Like, I mean, because in one instance, like him saying, "Like, no, I just I'm really interested. I just want to do some learning." I mean, I think it's fantastic that somebody wants to do some independent learning. It seems like it might be being a little bit extreme, um, or maybe very extreme. Um, but but that but you know, it's it's hard to discern what the what the what the I'm trying to think of the word like the catalyst or like the it's, it's trying to like the origination point of this thing like what's the entry point to his new, you know, newfound obsession with Napoleon. And, um, you know, it's also like, maybe it's, it sounds kind of like, like it could be something along the autism spectrum too, perhaps, you know, there's like a, you know, very, very intense desire to learn everything that there is to learn and then going above and beyond by ordering props part, you know, you know, replica swords and the hat and like all this type of stuff. I mean, um, there, there's, there's some things that, you know, probably not necessarily cause for concern. I mean, he could be addicted to something a whole lot worse than
0: yeah.
2: learning, learning about, you know, I can't, I can't, think of the era, like, it's not a Renaissance era, but like, you know, Napoleonic era, you know, French military <laughs> tactics. Like, yeah, I mean, you could, like, there's a lot of things that you could, that you could be worse, worse obsessed with nowadays. I mean, you know, he's not, not obsessed with kink talk, you know, scrolling on the other. <laughs> so <laughs> but um, but yeah, I agree with you. There, there's probably probably some therapy will help to uncover what the, what the underlying you know cause or problem is with with something like this because it's it's a it's bizarre. Like it's a bizarre obsession. It'd be one thing if he had ordered like one big box of books from Amazon and was just doing some reading. But you know, when you talk talking about he's ordering props. I'm like, what are you like? So what's what is really going on here? Like, are you are you studying for a reenactment? Are you really <laughs> trying to go all out for Halloween this year or? are you do you actually have a, a an obsession problem or an addiction problem that, that you know we need that that needs to be examined professionally like in a clinical sense
0: yeah cuz this is like a um uh, i guess the the best case scenario is this behavior is just insight into something else that that is going on that you just didn't know about because the current moment never presented an opportunity for you know, your partner to capitalize on something that would turn into this. You know, you never know when when he was 16, he might have got this obsession when he was in high school with something and just, you know, life. They finished with it and then was like went back on and life is normal. You know, they may have periods of going through this learning about things. You know, like you said, it could be autism that a person has had checked relatively well. And, you know, autism is a social disorder. So, you know, being able to be social might have been them practicing it. But now that the social component is gone, they gotten back in the day. old old patterns of autism. Uh, And I mean, let's not we can't avoid it. It could be some physical health issue. This could be a tumor, (laughs) you know, a tumor could be pressing on a part of the brain that creates obsessions, you know, and now this is showing the behavior because it's like it sounds like in that story that a lot of rational stuff has gone out the window, even the courtesy of communicating with your wife of this this journey that you're going on. I mean, it would have sounded better if he would have had her in there saying, hey, did you know this about Napoleon? I've kind of become interested in this guy. And along the step, you know, maybe not order a hundred books, but order like five and be like, hey, honey, like I, I got some, you know, like it, that makes it seem yeah. extreme. Like the, she said a hundred books came in one parcel. Yeah, You know, like that's, you know, that's probably cause for alarm to a degree you know yeah yeah um but extra any behaviors that become vastly extreme from what they were are cause for concern in terms of you might have a physical issue you might have a psychological issue or hell you just might be somebody i didn't know you was until i found this out you know so i think something extreme is always a cause to inquire at least um to a, an explanation of why that extreme thing is, is happening, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I guess the hard part is sometimes those extremes happen without you actually knowing yourself, especially if it's psychological, you know? So if somebody start buying up a whole bunch of Zippo lighters, cause they like to collect lighters and, you know, and line them up all in your room and <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker walk in and be like, Hey, this this shit wasn't like this before. What's, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I just like Zippo Light. You ain't never saying nothing about no goddamn Zippo Lighter. And now this shit going on. We finna go to the doctor. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that one was uh was I, extreme.
1: Um, The last thing I'm going to say before you move on is um, I do think this could also be I've been reading some weird stories about how people are getting flares of OCD now that they're trapped in the house. It was like a thread on Twitter that I was following that um people's, I guess, people who had OCD, who had it underneath control, have now their disorders have gotten out of hands because they're now trapped in the house and they're able to, I don't know, I guess something triggers them. And I wonder if it's a case like that with this particular person, um like maybe something just like snapped in their mind, maybe being in the house and watching and seeing little things, maybe watching too much History Channel and something snapped in their mind and created a, a disorder pattern.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely possible. All kind of shit going on with this COVID. Yeah, no, I think mean, Yeah. Even if you don't go out,
2: I mean I would that's like a if anybody's listening to, let's put a plug for that right now, like for health, right? Even if you don't go because you gotta try to stay six feet apart, blah, 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 like wear a mask, just go outside. Just go outside when it's a sunny day. Let that let the let that vitamin D, them U V rays hit you a little bit, you know, get some fresh air, go for a walk, you know. Drink some water. You know, you know,
1: crazy. That's why all this drama stuff is all over the internet. We all going star crazy.
2: Yeah. 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 By the way, being quarantined with your partner, that's a, that's a true, like, not trial by fire, but that's the other reason why I knew that this is, she's, she's good to go. Cause like we had had no drama in since March. Wow. I mean, so yeah, it's, you know, you know, not no, I mean, everybody's got relationship drama, but like nothing that, like, that's like where you start questioning what you're doing, you know what I mean? It's like g- regular annoyances, like, you know, you need
1: to hold, need to hold on to her tightly because I don't, two divorces, two people that I know are going through a divorce, like, they're yeah,
0: uh, but with so, with counseling people and having all of these Zoom meetings with people, it's one of two things that's been going on either people find out that. They didn't know who they was with. And now that they've been spending time with them, it's like, damn, it reinforces why I'm with you. I value you. Mm-hmm. And the other side is, I didn't know who opposite. you was. <laughs> why the fuck am I with you? <laughs> yep. How did I get here?
1: No middle ground. How,
0: exactly. It's like how this shit, how, how, it's like a lot of people, a lot of people's pattern of relationship is the, the, the working all day, is a part of what makes the relationship work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the going somewhere, your ass being gone from nine to five is a part of what makes re- the relationship work for me. Now that you are here from nine to five, that shit too much. That This wasn't calculated. Cause most of us over the, the life of our relationship got a job,
1: yeah. you know? So mm-hmm.
0: most of us are away from our partner at least eight hours a day because of working or school or whatever. That's been the whole time. Imagine that being your pattern and now having to figure out what to do with a person for eight extra hours you know, a day. And a lot of people finding that shit out. The yeah. hard way. A yeah. lot of people realize they don't have things in common because they're going to work or
1: having social relations outside of the house and coming home and that's their conversation. But they actually don't have conversation about anything else besides their adventures that they have outside the home. So you get home yeah. You ain't got nothing to say because y'all been at home with each other. Y'all are the adventure.
0: Yeah. And imagine how fucked up this scenario is because this has to have happened to where two people spending all the time in the house, get mad and shit at each other and be like, I don't think I can do this no more. And then one of them get COVID and now you got to love them again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got to love them again now.
2: <laughs> you got to take care of them. You got to take the food. You got to put the food at the door like it's prisons they're quarantine in the extra bedroom. You know, you got to like, you know. So, yeah. then they fall back in love, and then it's a story, and then we can yeah, write a screenplay God, and make a movie out of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been taking you for granted. This COVID tried to put me under, Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs>